Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Well, y'all ready to have church tonight? Maybe too loud, brother. Maybe too loud. Would you stand tonight? And if you ain't got nothing to pray about, please pray for me tonight. Amen. Holy God, we thank you tonight, God, for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We ask you, God, to help us, O oh Lord, tonight, Jesus. Uh, God, give us that holy anointing, God, that we need. Uh, oh, God, we need the anointing. We need the anointing, God. We need a touch from God tonight. Uh, Jesus, we need encouragement, Almighty God. Uh, I ask you, God, to help this service, Lord, to give us strength. Uh, God, to give us joy and peace, oh God, out of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 13. 13. Amen. Some reason I knew I was going to preach tonight. And I thought about preaching something else. I got a couple weeks ago, I thought, but I just couldn't press through on that. So this year I did. Chapter 13, Proverbs, verse 12. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Amen. Well, I'm going to preach on hope tonight. The Lord will let me. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible said faith is the subject of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. If I can get your attention just for a little while. Amen. Hope. <laughs> Amen. I don't tell you what hope is. Hope is a feeling that what is wanted will happen. I heard Brother Andy Johnson say the other day in church that he had a feeling that Sister Imogene was going to be all right. Uh... It's a feeling that what is wanted will happen. Amen. Uh, desire accompanied by expectation. The thing that one has a hope for, a reason for hope, a person or thing on which one may base some hope, look for, expect, to want very much, to continue having hope, Though it seemed baseless. Amen. Amen. Uh, preaching on a simple thought. When there's no hope, then there's hope. Amen. Uh, everything, you know, at times may look uh, kind of dark. Amen. Things may seem like it's not going to happen. Amen. Uh, Job said in uh, Job 14 and 7, he said, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease, though the root thereof was old in the earth. And the stock thereof die in the ground. Yet through a scent of water, it will bud and bring forth bowls like a plant. Amen. Uh, 
There's a lot of things that we hope for. There's a lot of things that we pray for. And if we'll just continue on believing and trusting in God and hoping, amen, I believe it'll come to pass. Amen. Amen. When there's no hope, when, when everything in our uh, minds uh, has tried to meditate on the thing that, it, that it's going to happen, that it's going to take place, when our mind is finished with it, there's still hope. Amen. Sure is. There's still hope. Amen. You know why there's hope tonight? Because of Jesus. Amen. I'm glad of him tonight. Oh, and Martha and Mary, when their brother had died, and they done had him out there in the tomb, Hope was gone far as this life was concerned. Amen. Uh, but Jesus happened to show up on the scene. Uh, he already knew that he was uh, out there in the tomb. And uh, he already knew, uh, of course, he told the disciples after, you know, that uh, he had told them that he was sleeping. And then he finally had to tell them that Lazarus was dead. But uh, when he got there, uh, the sisters, Martha and Mary, one of them saw him coming and he went out to meet him. And uh, she said, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Uh, other words, her hope was that Jesus would have came before he died. Uh, he would have showed up uh, before he breathed his last breath and, and closed his eyes and said, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. And Jesus said, he'll rise again. Uh, yea, Lord, I know he'll rise in the last resurrection. And Jesus said unto her, but Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Though he being dead, he believing me shall live. Yes. Amen. And the conversation went on and, and on. And, and finally, uh, he told him, said, well, take me to the tomb where he left. And uh, uh, when they got out there, he said, take away the stone. Yeah. And they said, Lord, he's been dead four days. Yeah. Jesus said, did I, I say unto you, if thou shalt believe... Thou shalt see the glory of God. I'll tell you, oh, all hope was gone as far as concerning is this man coming back alive again and walking in the flesh with them. But I want you to know, when all the hope was gone in their conscience, there stood hope in the midst of them. Oh, God. Amen. Uh, when, when, uh, uh, Lord, he'd been stinking, uh, been dead four days and he's stinking. Oh, all hope was gone in their mind. I mean, it was wiped out. Oh, but Jesus called his name and he come forth out of the tomb. He was bound hand and foot, but Jesus said, loose him and let him go. You know why? Because hope was there. When there was no hope in the mind, hope was standing in the midst. Oh, God, 
When there's no hope, then there's hope. When uh, we give up, it's still there. When our minds uh, uh, can't see no way of it happening, uh, it's still there. Amen. When the doctor comes uh, and says there is no hope for him, uh, I've done all I can do. There's nothing else we can do for him. We can look the doctor straight in the eye. We still got hope. Oh, oh, we still got hope. We've got hope in the chief physician walking down the aisles and walking in the hospital room and just touching them and healing them. We got it. Oh, but when it's deferred, when it's deferred, it makes the heart sick. (laughs) It does. It it puts our mind in uh, uh, thinking of what we're trying to say, you know. It puts our mind uh, somewhere else. Uh, When it's not going to happen like we think it is or want it to, it puts our mind on other means and other ways to uh, handle the situation. But uh, uh, praise God, there's still hope. And if we could grab a hold of it, uh, if we could just grab a hold of it, praise God that there's still hope. No matter what the word somebody may say, Praise God and grab a hold of it. You see, faith is the subject of things hoped for. It's hanging out there somewhere. Oh, God, it is. It's out there somewhere. Every one of us has got a measure of faith. Oh, praise God. Oh, but we got to put it to work. Amen. We've got to put this faith to work. Faith uh, without works is dead. Amen. And this hope uh, is the subject of uh, faith is the subject of things hoped for. This faith has got to be put to work. Even so, faith without works is dead. What kind of works are you talking about? The works that we need is around these altars. Amen. When hope is deferred, it causes us to have to work. Praise God. Amen. When uh, we need God to do something for us, we're hoping that God will do it. But we get down to the altar and begin to pray. Oh, God, it may take it, Brother Paul said, burning some midnight oil. Praise God. Amen. We're living in a generation that we got other means and other ways to handle our situations. It's the truth. Amen. Oh, but I want to tell you still tonight, October the 19th, 1994, we still have hope because of Christ. No matter what our generation faces, No matter what we'll see, we still have hope when there seems to be no hope. Praise God. Whoa, God. There's been times that I've faced things that seemed like never was going to go through. Seemed like days that dark. Oh, God, was real dark. 
seemed like things was, uh, wasn't going to work. But there was something in the back of my little mind called hope. Oh, God. Amen. Something back there somewhere that said, hold on. Just a little longer. Help's on the way. Hope in me. Hope in God. And I'll see you through. I'll tell you when there's no hope, there's still hope. Because of Jesus, more than Mary had gave up. But Jesus passed by. And there was hope again. Well, a little woman at Nain had done gave up all hope. They were carrying her son to the graveyard. The undertaker was done counting a little check. Yes, sir. Amen. Done dug another hole. Said, here's another I'm going to get paid for. He was hoping to gain that gain. Oh, but I could not tell you tonight that a man called Jesus, the same one that went by Mary's house, the same one that went to check on them, amen, passed by that little town that day when a woman had no hope, amen, or losing her only son, following the funeral parlor, amen, weeping and crying and said, my only son is gone. Oh, but Jesus showed up in the midst. Dear God, when there was no hope, dear God, he walked up. Hope was in the midst. Oh, God, and he stopped the funeral possession. Uh, there's hope. Uh, they ain't a doctor and they've got a lot of knowledge. They ain't a doctor yet that has passed this hope. Uh, oh, they're not as cheap as he is. Jesus. Amen. Well, this undertaker, well, won't be long. I have this one buried. And then there'll be another. Oh, but he didn't know Jesus was going to show up. Praise God. All of a sudden, he stopped the fuel. He touched the casket and spoke to the boy. And the boy rose up from the dead. Oh, God, you reckon you had a shouting time? Oh, you reckon you scared him? Praise God. I'll tell you why. Amen. I believe they gained a little hope that day. Amen. And Jesus, I'll tell you, there's hope tonight. I don't even want a new one, much less a user. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm like all the rest of you folks. I'm not looking for a user, and I'm not looking for a new, new one. Amen. I've got hope somewhere back here just, let, just like Paul did. Amen. I'm looking for the Lord to come. Amen. I... I really, in a spiritual sense, uh, in my soul and heart, is really not afraid of that kind of going. Uh, I know the flesh gets a little nervous, but really I've got it grounded and settled inside and got my ticket. So if I was to go that way, uh, what can you say? Hey man, you're going to go. But I'm not looking to get one of them new ones or one of them new ones or i got hope back here somewhere that the trumpet's going to sound. Hey man, the dead in Christ is going to rise. And then which we remain alive 
in Christ is going to be with Him forever. And then, if I have to go that way, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, God, Jesus took care of it a long time ago. My hope is in Him. Oh, my life is in Jesus. He is my hope. Oh, thanks be unto God tonight. They can pile all the cement, Brother Parr, that they want to on the old dirt grave out there. They can pack it good. <laughs> yes, sir. They can build state buildings on top of it if they're allowed to. I don't know how many stories high that they want to build. But brother, there's hope back here somewhere that when the trumpet sounds. Yeah, brother, ain't going to need any of those elevators <laughs> to go to the top. <laughs> Praise God. Ain't going to need those elevators to go up. Praise God. I believe we'll go through them. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Amen. They can bury us as deep as they want to. They can make the watch as close as they want to. Oh, God. But I'm telling you the truth tonight. Somewhere in my mind is going to hope that the trumpet's going to sound. Amen. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and we're going to be with God. Are you hearing me tonight? We have hope. Oh, and there seems to be no hope. We have hope. Uh-huh. Jesus secured that on the day of his death. Amen. Mr. Death, could you sting him strong enough? No. I couldn't sting this man enough. Mr. Grape, you couldn't hold him? I couldn't hold him. Praise God. What do you mean you couldn't hold him? I couldn't hold this man. What do you mean you couldn't sting him hard enough to keep him dead? I couldn't sting this man hard enough. Praise God. Oh, God. Oh, God, Mr. Grave. What did he say? He said he's coming to get the keys Ooh, from the devil. Oh, he's coming to get them, Mr. Devil. Amen. Coming back to get them. Or going to get them right now. Praise God. And that's what he done. Amen. Oh, the saints of God ain't got no fear. Amen. Shouldn't have no fear inside. Because he's got the keys. Amen. We shouldn't be afraid to go either way. Though the flesh may tremble a little bit. Somewhere down inside. Somewhere in the portals of my mind. Oh, God, when I slip out of here. Oh, God, I'll 
step on those streets paved with pure gold. Oh God, where there's no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. Oh, and God shall wipe away all tears, their tears from their eyes. Oh, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. Somewhere the word of God sticks in this mind that it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. The devil says there's no hope left, but there is hope. Are you hearing me? There is hope. Oh, oh, devil. Apostle Paul said we're not ignorant to his devices. We know what's going on. I can't blame him. Trying to stop something like this. I'm glad I ain't a devil. But if I was one, I'd be trying to stop it too. (laughs) That's his job. But I'm a child of the king. And I'm going to try to make it go on. I'm going to do everything that this will... 200 plus now, amen, since June, amen, Uh, glory to God, I'm trying to quit eating so much, amen, but I'm going to do everything in my power to see that it goes on, amen, to see that we have a breakthrough, amen, I'm going to pray for Sister Amajine, oh, she's been in my mind, amen, God's been in my mind, Camp meeting's been in my mind. Oh, God, my family's in my mind. My friends is in my mind. And somewhere hope is in my mind. Amen. There's hope. There's hope. Are you hearing me? There's hope. Just a few years ago, we was pastoring the Church of God. Cleveland, Tennessee, the organization. We was in North Florida. I told some of you, but there was a sister in our church had open heart surgery at Thanksgiving. And I just got there to take the church October the 17th, 87. And... uh, she got over that around about March. She's kind of getting her strength back and getting around good. Seemed like everything was going well. They called me and said that uh, they had took Sister Thelma to the hospital and said she was hurting so bad she was biting the sheets, chewing on the sheets of the bed. And it was true. When I got there, she was absolutely chewing the sheets. Chewing those sheets. She was hurting. In between her chewing those sheets, she tried to talk to me and said, Brother Staten, kind of mumbling and stumbling with her words and chewing, she was hurting so bad. Said, the heart surgery I had is no comparison to this. She said, I've never hurt like this before. So they took her from there. They couldn't do nothing for her in that hospital. Took her up to Pensacola. And run her through the x-rays on her stomach. And they found a mass of cancer in her stomach and in her liver. 
and uh, gave her two to three months to live. Yeah, they did. And uh, it looked pretty bad. It really did. It seemed like that all hope was gone. All hope was gone. Amen. Her family got the word and said that their mother and her grandmother was going to die, 62 years old. <clears throat> it was in our mind that she was going to die. Congregation was eat up with it. She's gone. But God spoke to me in the midst of the night. And he rebuked me. He said, you see, she's going to die. Your congregation <clears throat> said she's going to die. And their people said she's going to die. And the doctor said she's going to die. But you know what he said to me? He said, how about it? She's going to live. Huh? That was hard to grab a hold of. That was really hard to grab a hold of. I mean, there. It was. They had the x-rays. They had the proof. They had us believing it. But God didn't believe it. No. The community hated me. Probably some of the people at church did. Always a few. Amen. But, I'll tell you how long it took me to get a hold of it. It took me a whole day in the church without ceasing before I pulled it in at dark. We're so far behind in the blessings of God. Uh, and I'll admit, I'm one of them. But I'm somewhere in the back of my mind. There's still hope. Oh, and every day I'm gaining ground on that subject. That in faith. Amen. And I pulled that thing in that late that evening about dark. I reached out there and got that faith. Pull that thing in. Amen. Service was that night. I got up there and preached on faith. I told those people, I said, we've all said she's going to die. I said, but God spoke to me and said, how about she's going to live to tell your people she's going to live. They got quiet. Amen. I mean, it got quiet like it is right now. <laughs> What's he trying to preach to us? Don't he know she's going to die? Begin to make arrangements. Some of the family. 
Amen. I done what I could do that night. All I could do. And they left quieter that night than they ever left. Amen. <laughs> they left. I wish that it all stayed. I sure do, because I needed help to fight that devil that night. They left. I went to the parsonage, laid down, and tried to go to sleep. There was no sleep. I was fighting the evils of hell. Amen. I got up. Brother Strickland went back to the church and prayed and would feel good. And I'd get up and go back to the house and lay down and that devil had beat me to the bed. Huh? He was right there. Amen. I'd go back to the church and go back to the house. I've done it five or six times and when I went to the last time to the church, I made up my mind I might as well stay here. I'm going to have to stay here anyway and I'm going to have to sit. I can't hold on to God. I stayed there all night. I prayed and sought God. And when the sun rose, amen, I began to talk to God. I said, God, you promised me and you told me to tell those people that you was going to heal her. You know what he said to me? He said, I ain't told you no different. Amen. And Sister Staten come in and she said, Guess what? I said, There ain't no telling. Bless God, I fought the devil all night. There ain't no telling what I'm going to fight now. She said, We just got a call. She said, uh, Dale, Sister Thelma's son called. And said that took her up back to the x-ray room this morning. To uh, pinpoint it again. Where they could give her those shots to kind of ease the pain. Yeah. <laughs> and said when they come back down with the x-rays. It was gone. Hi. Come on now. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> I know it's second-hand to you, but it was first-hand to me. Praise God. Amen. And that doctor said, the x-ray man, he said, if I wouldn't have been the one that took the x-rays on the first ones, and on this set, he said, I would not believe it. He said, I wondered when I went up there this morning why that woman was out of that bed and walking around and singing like there wasn't nothing wrong with her. I'll tell you what it was. When everybody gave up hope on her, God didn't give up hope. Are you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? When we give up, God don't give up. I said, God don't give up. I said, God don't give up. 
when all hope is gone, we still have hope in God. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? We have hope in God. Oh, I can't understand it. She was singing a song, and she was walking around. Oh, oh, seemed like she was in better shape than I was. But now I know the X-ray show ain't no cancer. I tell you, folks, when there's no hope, then there's hope. Bless God. She had two or three months to live. Still living since 87. Huh? Huh? Kind of like old Russell McDonald said, I'm going to shout in the mouth of hell. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, God. Seven years later, bring the phone. Chip, look out the phone. Hello? Says, who's this? This is Thelma. Huh? According to the physicians, her funeral bill should have done been paid. She should have done been hauled away. But according to the Jeep physician, <laughs> glory to God, if the trumpet sounds, that's one undertaker bill the undertaker won't get. <laughs> the Lord ain't come yet. She may have to face it. And if she ain't faced it since the last week ago, she may not never have to face it. You know why? Because there's hope. That devil has cheated us, people of God, out of the blessings. Huh? There's hope. There's hope. Oh, man, I give up. Sometimes we give up on ourselves. I'm guilty of it. I just have to go back to the dark room, close the door, and say, help me, God. We get to the place that we think that we're the Superman, that we don't need to pray. We're going to fall. Huh? Amen. But I'll tell you, there was one time I know God told me to do it. Amen. But I was fought by the forces of hell again. Amen. I, I wouldn't have wanted, uh, I, I wouldn't have wanted to left that church for nothing. I wanted to stay with it. I did. I like pastor, and I know it's hard. Uh, I know it is, but it's good at times. Real. I liked it. Amen. I fought the devil, <laughs> but I'm in that business. Amen. I fought him. Amen. And you know something? I'm a winner. Praise God. And I'm going to continue to be a winner through God. Amen. The Lord told me, said, you resign this church. I'm going to separate you and put you in a different field, boy. And I said, God, I'm 44 years old. I'm bald-headed. My teeth's about gone. And I can't evangelize like these other young bucks. Oh, God, I fought that thing. Are you hearing me? I fought it. I fought it and I fought it. Till God sent a man by my church and opened my eyes. God gave, I got the scripture, gave me a scripture that morning, Sunday morning. 
told me what it was all about. I went ahead and preached that Sunday morning, but I didn't preach it. And God sent a man by there that night. He preached my mind. He preached my life. He preached everything like God had told me. And God spoke to me and said, see here, you better do what I told you to do. I done it. I left that place. Came 90 days. That's more than a lot of people give them. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you see, I wasn't wanting to leave, really. I left that place. Come up to North Florida. And sit for four months. Boot camp. A-I-T. Every bit of it. I got so discouraged at times, I absolutely packed up that truck. That old 78 Dodge I had. And if it wouldn't have been for Sister Staten and Karen uh, saying, you better not, Brother Staten, I'd have went back south. Huh? Uh, I'm just being honest with you. Amen. And uh, so I stayed. I didn't like it, but I stayed. Uh, amen. I absolutely didn't like it, North Florida. I like South Florida, but I don't like North Florida. There's too many old scrub oaks, and it just don't look right to me in North Florida. Amen. I like South Florida. Uh, but it seemed like that, that's going to. Praise God. I stayed there four months. I prayed and sought God. Seemed like what nothing going to happen. Just seemed like it was just, I'd missed it, I'd missed it, I'd missed it. I tell you, the devil will tell you, you'll miss it. And if you've pastored before, everybody else will tell you you ought to be pastoring. They'll tell you, you're a pastor. And maybe I am. Maybe I ain't. Some people thought it was, some people thought it wasn't. Amen. Just like evangelistic field. It don't matter what anybody thinks. It's what God wants you to do. I sat there and I prayed and sought God. Couldn't hardly feel Him. Couldn't hardly, uh, couldn't hardly do it. I mean, praise God, it was just seemed like I was dead. I got tired of that, buddy. I'd go out there and pray in the morning at 6 o'clock with the rest of the brethren. They'd pray and leave. One morning I said, I'm going to stay a little longer. I went upstairs to them Sunday school rooms, closed them doors, wasn't no windows, it was dark. I sought the Lord and prayed and stayed there probably to 2 or 3 o'clock that afternoon trying to get a hold of God. I went up there the next day, done the same thing, praying. Couldn't feel God. I mean, just trying to get a hold of God. That second morning, I went up there and prayed. There was a voice spoke to me. And this is what he said. He said, I am Satan, and you're not going to get through. That's what he said. Well, 
I've seen the devil in a lot of people, and I've heard them talk. But I've never had him to talk to me straight like that and present himself and call his name out. I looked at that voice in a few minutes where it was coming from, and I said, I'm a child of God, and I'll get through. Uh, somewhere in my mind, because he had spoke to me, the devil, I knew I was gaining ground. <laughs> Hope was pushing through. God didn't talk to me that day. The devil did. I went back the next morning, prayed the same way somewhere in the afternoon. No, God didn't speak to me. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I remember what God said to me before I even left. And there was hope there. I went back the fourth day, back to that dark room, prayed most of that day, prayed until I was awake, walked out of that place trembling. That night, four days of that hard labor, hoping in God, hoping I wouldn't have to load that truck back up and go back down south and everybody laugh at me. Because, buddy, they some folks around in these church worlds will laugh at you. Amen. Waiting for you to make a mistake. That night when I laid down, tried to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep. Sister Staten and them two young ones was asleep. My eyes was wide open like I'd preached. Been so anointed. You know how it is, preachers. When you're so anointed, you can't sleep. It takes you a while for it to wear off. I couldn't sleep. I got up off of that bed, walked over to the church, began to pray and just walk around and praise God. Amen. Walking around and I'm running out of time. Brother Johnson, let me know. Stand up. Sit down. Just let me know. <laughs> I got between the altars. I was just coming around the church and walking. Been out there about 45 minutes. And I got right between the altars. And, buddy, I saw something that froze me in my tracks. Glory to God. I saw clouds of fire begin to roll come into the tabernacle of God. Amen. Like just lightning and just fire, just bubbling in them clouds. They rolled and they rolled and they rolled and I couldn't move. And they rolled about a fourth of the way of the church. Amen. And I'll tell you, there was a little space open in those clouds. And it drawed me to those clouds. I'm telling you the truth in Christ and I lie not. It drawed me to those clouds. I had no control of myself. And it drawed me into those clouds. 
I got into those clouds that went behind me and closed up. And God began to speak to me and tell me I hadn't missed it. Amen. He began to answer questions that I'd been wanting to know for years. Amen. You know something? I got to a place the devil couldn't go. Amen. He began to tell me, he told me, he said in just a few days, Amen, it's going to break loose for you. Amen. And could I tell you two years and a half later, I about had all I want of preaching. I'll be honest with you. Amen. I'm talking about without being wore out. Lord, I'm ready for another revival. But what I'm saying, I've been pretty busy. Amen. God's been pretty helping me. Amen. But I, after he got through talking to me, I began to speak in riddles. And just riddle, riddle, riddle. One right after another. And I began to sing songs. If I could, if I could remember it. Oh, I'm sure they'd be a hit because they was a hit to me. Praise God. If I could just remember the tune of it. And the words of it. But the only thing I remember is just, is just singing and just speaking in those riddles and the promises that God made to me. Just like he said in about three weeks, that thing opened wide for me. Praise God. Things begin to change. I tell you, I had a breakthrough. Amen. That hope become true. Amen. I hope that I wouldn't have to go back. Amen. I didn't have to go back. Praise God. I'll tell you, I had a breakthrough. Oh, I hope that God would have gave me a breakthrough, and He did. Somewhere, dear God, in the back of my mind, I'm hoping for this sister in the hospital that God will do the work. Amen. Like He's always done. It was David that said, I've long, oh, my soul, I've long, my soul has been thirsty in a dry land where no water is to see thy power as I saw it once in the sanctuary. Oh God, I'm hoping again that God will pass by amen that hospital room and touch that woman. Oh God, and put the devil on the run. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm hoping again in this camp meeting that God will pass by and do the work He wants to do. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you hearing me? There's hope. That old 78 Dodge truck I had turned into that 93 Ford. <laughs> Amen. And that old 24-foot four-out trailer, 67, turned into a 78, 35-foot fifth wheel. Praise God. And one of these days, if I keep hoping, it'll turn into a maybe a 94 or a 95 or a 96 it don't matter God just whenever you get ready to send it amen you trailer <laughs> you see I still got hope and I still appreciate God for helping me for talking to me amen oh God I want to tell you something tonight it ain't over with until God signs the bottom line are you hearing me until he signs it it's not over with Oh! 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 Hallelujah! Well, I had headaches and I'm trying to close, fixing to. It's probably about 15 years ago now. They got so bad. 
that I slept with them, woke up with them, went to bed with them, tried to eat with them, tried to be a good man with them, but they hurt so bad. Uh, I just couldn't hardly stand noise. It about got to the place that Sister Staten and that girl really didn't want to be around me. Of course, Timothy wasn't born then, I don't think. He's just 12. But, uh, and I went to Mr. Doctor. I really did. And uh, he said, what's wrong with you? I said, I got headaches. He said, well, let me look at you. He looked in my eyes. All he saw was eyeballs. And see no tumor, I guess. <laughs> he said, there ain't nothing wrong with your head. Nothing far as a tumor. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Uh, he finally examined me. And uh, he said, I really don't know what's wrong with you. I said, well, I'm having headaches. He said, well, I don't see nothing wrong with you. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you some of these little medicine pills. I tried them a couple of days and didn't even phase it. I just put them in the commode and run them down through the sewer. And uh, two years, I walked with them babies. I learned to have compassion on people with headaches. Before that, there wasn't no much compassion. Two whole years of toting them things around. One Sunday morning, I come in from church, and Sister Staten did. She said, what do you want to eat? I said, I can't. I just don't want nothing. I just can't eat. I'm hurting so bad. I said, I think I'll go lay down. I laid across that bed. I remember God had healed me when I first got saved of stomach problems and back problems. Every one of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, just about God re-overhauls us after we get saved from the time we get saved to the time we die. We die whole, really. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And uh, I laid across that bed. And these are the words I said. God, please. I've took all I can take. I'd said I'd rather go home and live another day with these things. I'd like for you to heal me or take me home. You better know what you're saying when you say that. But I meant it. Somewhere back down there over in the midst of those headaches or behind it, there was some hope that God was going to heal me. And when I said those words, 15 years later, since then, I ain't had no more of them. 
Hmm. Won't you stand with me tonight? Maybe I preached too long. I don't know. But I'll tell you, folks, there's hope tonight. Amen. There's hope in Jesus. Appreciate you letting me preach. Amen. Praise God. I want you to remember those things. Amen. When you seem like it ain't going to get an answer, there's still hope. Because we serve God. In this town of Paducah, in this area, there's a lot of people tonight. They don't have hope because they don't have God. But we, the people of God, have hope because of Him. Would you lift your hands tonight and just praise Him. Father, we thank You tonight, God, for giving us an opportunity to encourage somebody to depend on You and trust in You. God, I ask you to help me tonight to be a better minister, God, to hold to the faith. God, to reach out there for somebody to pray for this sister, God, that's sick. My God, to be, oh, God, to have compassion, God, when somebody says they're sick. God, to encourage them that there's hope in God. I pray tonight, God, Lord, that we could have this hope. God, that we could be stronger with it, with the faith, God, that we could encourage one another. God, to get a hold of God and reach out there and touch Him and have that breakthrough that we need. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you to all who join us in making Echoes of Holiness Radio possible. The advertisements provide less than 20% of the cost of broadcasting. We appreciate all that have helped to make up the difference. To contact us about partnering with us in prayer for Echoes of Holiness or about contributions, you may do so at Echoes of Holiness Radio P.O. Box 161, Augusta Springs, Virginia 24411 or online at echoesofholiness.org. Thank you for joining us this year.